2: Hello and welcome to another happy pod the only podcast my name is nathan as always i'm joined by my wonderful co-host his <laughs> name like is Lawrence thomas heisey hello sir
3: no oh, i didn't like that do it again
2: no say in
3: the world hello throw me off sir oh hi nathan oh fuck what's going on hello sir Hi Nathan,
2: Hello. how are you? Interrupt me! I was going to try Jinx, you owe me an ice cream, because I want an ice cream. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, you've, you've thrown me off so much, what do you
1: mean?
2: <laughs> I was going to try to say something at the same time as you, and then say Jinx, you owe me an ice cream, because I want an ice cream. But, okay. also, you have to tell us what this silly little show is all
3: about. <laughs> Finally, someone I recognise, Nathan. This is the show where we get together every week to discuss something in the realm of pop culture. It could be a movie, Movie, it could be a little show. No, stop! Jinx, you owe me an ice cream. No, no,
2: no, I was first. Fuck's sake,
3: (laughs) Nathan! It could be a video game, but the main thing is we do so without any of the toxic discourse. Um,
2: Why do you want an ice cream so bad? I don't know. I just got a craving for one. Oh, it's,
3: no. not, it's really cold. It's not even warm. And, and so, are you eating
2: ice creams exclusively in the summer? No, not exclusively. Well, but exactly. Not when it's this cold out. Well, they wouldn't sell them otherwise, would they? It's not a seasonal product. It's year round, baby. They're not to be enjoyed in the depths in of the depths. Then why do they sell them? Why can I go to my Tesco now and get myself a delicious ice cream? And why does the ice cream van drive around? if it's not to be enjoyed within these times there's one that goes around near me actually I, I can't imagine they get a lot of selling of course everyone on. there's no ice cream is not just for hot weather you've been lied to by big parents telling big you like <laughs> like it's like when they say no 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 when they play this music that means it's got no ice cream left you know that classic one <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Oh, that's a classic. I, was, I wasn't that hated as a child. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot you grew up rich in your castle.
3: Oh, fuck off! <laughs> I knew you were trying to spin it like this. Somehow, were... me not wanting an ice cream in the cold weather times were meant hard. That I'm to rich. Where I was. <laughs> oh, what? So you could only afford expensive ice cream? Is that? I can afford
2: point? any ice cream.
3: Oh, fuck off! That's what I'm saying. All right, Well, maybe I do owe you an ice cream then, since I'm so rich apparently. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Trying to pay your dues, I reckon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> fucking now. anyway Lauren. so so often we get three minutes into a recording and i still wonder how did we get this far away from topic in three minutes alone
2: we never even got close to, we never even got started with the topic and Lawrence, <laughs> this week we are of course discussing uh, a movie which is yeah. the sequel to another movie which we talked about last week but we're not talking about that movie we're talking about its sequel which i just mentioned and this is a very confusing way to phrase it all. Anyway, it's called The Empire Strikes Back. It was directed Ooh. by Irvin Kershner. I don't do this, and it was released in 1980.
3: I also have this information up. Mm. Like, I for, for the first time ever, I also wrote down the director in the year this came out. I don't know what, what's I going on.
2: I didn't write this down, but
3: oh, you just know this. I
2: just that's just facts, baby. That's off the top of the dome.
3: Bloody hell! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we are that we're, we're two episodes in. This is our <clears> second <throat> entry into Star Wars. duary, which we named Wait, last what? week. Wait, what? You no, it's on the recording. You can listen to it yourself. You agreed to call this Star Wars. U-ary. No, but you, that sounds like February more
2: than anything. No, January, February. They're the It's the same. Yeah, thing. so that's, that's too confusing. I veto. Come. On. You got You agreed to it last no. week. Yeah, but you probably called in me when I was like tired or not paying attention or something. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's gone. that's when I get most of my <laughs> favors or <laughs> no. requests in from you. Gone. Absolutely not. I do not approve of this. All right, fine. What about uh, Jan Star Wars re? Uh, why don't we just say we're doing the Star Wars movies? <laughs> yeah, we.
3: Can't, I mean, that's that works too. I guess <laughs> so in tr- instead um, of trying to
2: force him. some silly little pun. <laughs> which does not work. <laughs>
3: okay. So Nathan, you you are a devout
2: cinephile. You are a this cinema lover. This is known you... about me. My letterboxd is... account is called Cinema Nathan because I love movies and I prove that by my daily watch of Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> You've ran out though, so it's true. What, have, what's, on, no. what's on? What's next on the roster? For you? I have. I Tomorrow is scary because I have no idea <laughs> what I'm gonna watch. I'm trying to do the one day a, a movie a day thing, like you.
3: The first time you've ever taken a recommendation off me.
2: No, I just got annoyed and thought I can beat him at this. So,
3: <laughs> so, so, you could have <laughs> just said yes because it also would have been true that you started doing this after I recommended it on the podcast. Anyway, Lawrence, I'm
2: a huge cinephile.
3: Yes, Uh, which obviously means that we all, as cinephiles, unilaterally agree that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars of all Star Wars. And you think every other Star Wars is garbage in comparison? Is that correct?
2: First of all, okay, I see where you're going with this. Um, I understand the point you're getting at, but I'm saying that um, it's not just cinephiles who think this. It's it's most people who... Most Reddit users. No, it's... sales. No, it's everyone. It's oh. just across the board. It's just everyone, um, seems to hold the opinion that this is the best Star Wars movie, and fair play to them. You
3: know, I was, I was, I was waiting for some snarky remark. I thought you were gonna, because you, you've spoken about it. You always used to say that this was your favorite, and then you had a and had an awakening within
2: yourself there has been an awakening have you felt it yes I did I did feel it no the thing the thing no but that that was very specific to me though like I can't put that on everyone but like okay. what, what for, for anyone who doesn't know yes I had a fucking hell this, this takes so much lore and backstory to explain uh, I was a big cinephile. I fell out of love with cinema when I realized I was lying to myself. Part of that lie was that I believed that the Empire Strikes Back was my favorite Star Wars movie, but that was purely because the fact that that's what everyone said. Literally everyone says that Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie. I don't like the Star Wars prequels. that They don't exist. The only good ones are the originals. So that's what I went along with. That's what I said because I wanted to be a card-carrying member of the Film Lovers Club. Then I realized, <laughs> oh, I don't think that at all. And that's actually all bullshit. And I hate all of that. And I hate everyone who says that. Not not really, but you know. Um and <laughs> everyone who says that, as you've just said, the general populace. <laughs> and then I realized that oh, I can actually like whatever the fuck I want to like. And I was much happier. Um I I like this movie though. It is a good Star Wars movie. It's a good movie. It's good. I think yeah. I think I put it on, and there's
3: so much pressure for it to like. Everyone always says oh, it's, it's obviously the best one. It's easily the best. It's by far and away. Like, yeah. firstly, any of them can be the best. It, yeah. it just it just has to meet the criteria of you like it the most, and that's. Yeah. There's not really a scale to, to judge that on. Um, but I there is I I would happily say that this is like. I can see why this is some people's favourite. Like it is, it's a it's a really interesting film in that like it. In I can terms al- of-
2: I can also see why in the, the fact that it's the only one out of all of them that feature Wilro Hood running with his uh, what what is literally just an ice cream maker, but has since been uh, retconned into a cantoker. You may as
3: well have been speaking a different language. I don't know what any of that You'll
2: means. know about this once I explain it, but now I can't. I recognise the it. name
3: Will Ro Hud.
2: Yeah, Will Ro Hud. He's a guy on Cloud City who is literally just a background extra running through there with when it all starts panicking, and he's just <laughs> running with what is literally just shot for shot an ice cream maker machine. Okay, <laughs> and Star Wars being Star Wars, everyone's like, "Oh, that's funny," and then they went, "All right, let's give this guy a backstory and everything like that." Um, And now at Celebration, every time they do Star Wars Celebration, there's a big running of the Willow Hoods, where there's like thousands of people (laughs) in cosplay as Willow Hoods, and they all run through the entire convention with their ice cream makers. And ever since, the ice cream maker, like, it's literally just like an ice cream maker from the 70s, but since then it's been like, no, it's actually like a, a Star Wars safe sort of thing like it's in the mandalorian uh, a lot it shows up in the mandalorian so much because john favreau thinks it's very funny um and they're like oh here we got like beskar pieces of beskar in this and stuff and and um what's face um timmy elephant hot boba fett but not really Is like walking through the desert with like the cantoka and stuff and you know about this. I, I, I genuinely have never heard this you, before. I've I mean, told you this exact story at least All right, three yeah, but times. how many
3: times have I told you stuff, and then you, the next week you've gone, yeah, I don't remember that.
2: But when I don't remember, it's funny and cute. Oh, okay. When you don't remember, it's annoying.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it's you that it <laughs> inconveniences. I exactly. think that just means you're less patient than me. No, that cannot yeah. be true. Where's my ice cream? I I don't know. Ask Wilro fucking HUD or whatever his name is. General thoughts. Where are you at with Empire Strikes Back? Is it... Like, where on your ever-changing current Star Wars ranking does it sit? How do you feel about
2: it? Uh, It currently sits in fourth place. Ooh. What's in front of it? uh, Number one. The movie you probably don't like. Number two. Return of the Jedi. Number three. A New Hope. Number four. uh, This. What's the one I don't like? Not you. I was speaking generally to the audience. But uh, the oh, Last is it Jedi. Rise of Skywalker? No, no, The Last Jedi. Oh, I like. The, oh,
3: yeah. Rise... No, our audience should hopefully like The Last Jedi.
2: Well, I was speaking generally. Uh, the Last Jedi. Uh, sorry, The Rise of Skywalker is number five. Oh, okay. So it's right after. Straight after. Yeah.
3: I, it's it's a really interesting thing because it's like, <laughs> and I won't I won't go on too long about this because I want to get into the actual like stuff that's in the film, um, but like. it 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 goes it kind of if the first one was all about like the the hero's journey it's this is the kind of the film this is where a sequel should go right where it should take the character dynamics a bit deeper it like explores some of the lore from the first one like i want to talk a bit in a little bit about the force and how it like it, it explores the force in a deeper context and like kind of um expands on certain things that it brought up in the first one but like
2: it's got incest
3: excuse me oh my god it does yeah
2: (laughs) Uh, was that a sort of shock to you was it (laughs) no in in my
3: head i was processing what you said and at first i thought you said incense and i was like is there a nice fragrance in this movie and then i was wondering what other incense weird incense 70s burner could you be referring to but no it does have incest straight up cold hard incest i feel like that could have been taken out no 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 i want it (laughs) i want it in there it's integral I mean, they don't know, but at the same time, they don't, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could. <laughs> no one knew.
2: No, no, but the filmmakers did. Oh no, no, yeah, no
3: they, this... didn't. Yeah. they
2: did. They George wasn't right in there. I'm going to make the brother and sister kiss. <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, but but then they, they they had like a like at the end. It's revealed that there's a force connection, and Yoda says there is another, which and...
2: makes it all the more confusing. And we will get into it, but okay, that was not known at this point. Okay, I have to readjust. Whenever we do that, I have to readjust my mind.
3: <laughs> Talking about the movie as it was when it came out. Yes. Um, Character-wise, right.
2: Everyone's this, back. This, we got everyone's Luke. back. He's got a new face. We got Luke. We <laughs> got Han Solo. We got Carrie Fisher. We got a gay robot with anxiety. We got a small robot. We got a uh, masked evil man. We got um, well, that's pretty much it. A returning character, <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah. oh wedge is there wedge is like hello i'm here too for a moment
3: oh yeah and who's the one that who's the one that takes on the whole empire by himself and dak rest in peace Dark. to a king i like the family joke the family guy <clears> joke <throat> about him where it's like i could do this i could take on the whole empire by myself and then he just flies out by himself and then gets shot
2: big family guy funny
3: yeah right you've seen it and i've seen it and there are funny moments to it
2: little family guy don't you
3: no, I don't love you're Family, in family fact, Guy clips. In fact, I don't sub- think I've no, ever no, 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 seen no, no, no. more than three full episodes of Family Guy. Right?
2: You're always watching Family Guy clips with Subway Surfers on in the back. <laughs> no, that's you. No, that's I don't no. even have TikTok. <laughs> well, I never said TikTok. You're They're doing it organically. TikTok. You're doing it organically. Oh, I see. You're playing Subway Surfers and then watching Family Guy clips at the same time.
3: But I'm holding up my phone to the TV <laughs> yeah. so I can stay looking at Family Guy as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right, fine. Um, all right, I think I, in, in the first one, all the characters have to like trust each other out of necessity. Right? By the way, I quite like,
2: like Family Guy. I think, it's, I think it genuinely is quite funny. <laughs> Good, so thanks for that. <laughs> I just like making it funny. <laughs> I know, and I don't even know why. <laughs> I didn't it's do funny. anything wrong.
3: <laughs> Fuck you all right in the first one all the characters have this like they have to trust each other out of necessity right like yeah they are leia can't really leia doesn't have the opportunity to escape without luke and han han and luke would be terrible at escaping without leia luke wouldn't even get off tatooine if it wasn't for ben like all of this stuff they all of their relationships are kind of like out of necessity they have to so you know they need han to even get off tatooine um on the ship and stuff like it's they all need each other whereas in this this is now the first time where they can like and it's a big point in the movie where they all can split up Mm. and go off and do their separate things and i what i like about that is the reasons yeah the reasons why they choose to actually stay yeah and like but they don't because well no not not stay together but like han is like oh i'm gonna leave and then doesn't leave spends the whole movie not leaving and like it
2: spends quite a bit of the movie leaving
3: well, yeah, but like with Leia, and like yeah. he's going to get Leia somewhere. Yeah, he it doesn't leave Leia. Yeah, yeah, it's all a very and I also for Han Solo's character as well. It's also a very like I'll oh, I'll stay if I have to. Uh oh, no, and I've been inconvenienced, and I have to stay with this woman. Like it's I don't know. There's there's I, what I like is that they they can explore those character relationships a bit deeper mm. now that they're not all like because in the first movie as well it's urgent and it's hectic and they've got like limited time to do stuff. Yeah. Whereas in this one there are long stretches where they like have to kind of sit amongst themselves and pass the time and Luke has to really look deeper into who he is and Han and Leia get a lot more downtime to talk. Yeah. Like um yeah, what what do you make of like how those characters change, I guess or uh, develop?
2: I I love the um especially in the opening of the movie we just get uh, a nice bit of time just to see Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher just yell at each other, just so yeah. much, just just so much screaming at each other, which is some of they both do very well. It's great. Mm. It's just people like walking through them it's, you know that you just have to imagine they're like oh, fucking these two again. Just oh, yeah. all right, yeah. Like I got to get to like fucking maintenance or something. It's just <laughs> like or walking through these two having another screaming match. Um, so that's fun. They're they're two of the best to ever scream. They, th- those two kind of going back
3: and forth as well. Like, it, it, it's it's such a fun opening because Han has this, like, demeanour of, like, yeah, I just, you know, like I just saved the day. Like, he, he says to Luke, that's two you owe me and all of this. Like, it's... He knows for that Luke took the shot, but Luke wouldn't have been able to take the shot without him. So he does walk around that base like he owns it a little
2: bit. <laughs> I mean, um, he's been riding that high for three years at this point. <laughs> like, but he
3: probably has.
2: <laughs> like, get over it, Han.
3: Right? <laughs> but he put, like i feel like he has been um and like he he has been that up himself for that amount of time um and i like yeah i like that leia is you're right that they're back and forth it's very like antagonistic flirting like it's Mm. it's it's those two people that are obviously in love with each other that can't admit it to themselves at all
2: yeah like me and you yeah
3: we have that will they want the attention we do, we do. It's, it's palpable in every episode, it I is, think. yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a noticeably funnier movie. Like, you've got quite a lot of, like, Chewie roaring that is very funny. You've got a lot
2: of c 3 It's hilarious whenever Chewie roars. No, but like... when am laughing.
3: No, they're, they're back and forth with, like, Han and Chewie. Like, Chewie's trying to fix the Falcon, and he's like, and Han's like, no! And, like... <laughs> Go, it's a nice back and forth between them, is what I'm saying.
2: I think it's funny you're watching the behind-the-scenes stuff of this, to be honest, because um, PMAQ actually just delivered the lines, just in, like, cockney oh, really? English. Yeah, so you can just see back going, no, I said use the, cor- the corkscrew for this one. And it's very funny. <laughs> what, so I, was, I, I guess that helps Harrison Ford a little bit, yeah. yeah. It
3: takes take some of the magic out of his performance when he wasn't just reacting to complete... Ineligible roars, though. Yeah. Um, no, but you've you've got like you've also got C three PO. Like, there's a great moment where like Han shuts him up. Like, he just puts his hand over a
2: mouth that isn't where his yeah, voice how is that, coming I've from. I've always like, wondered how that works. How does that shut a droid? Because it happened in a as well. Like, um, oh, did it? Well, who yeah, was that? someone shut Hugh Yang up by just putting their the hand over his mouth. And I'm like, surely this—he's <laughs> a droid. he doesn't even have a mouth. First of all. I guess it's more just
3: they sense that something is on them, and they're like, "Ah, oh, what's this?" <laughs> and they just it shocks them into silence. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's it's there's there's funny moments a bit later on with like um, Luke on his way to Dagobah, and uh, R two makes a few beeps, and Luke goes, "Yes, it's safe for droids," and then it just hard cuts to <laughs> R two just screaming while they're like flying down to the surface. Um, there's there's good there's good little beats in this that are very very fun. No, don't agree.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I don't just lost all you, energy. You think then. you think this is fucking joyless? You hate? No, this movie? I think no, I think it's a, a good bit of fun. I do. I. But well, one moment I always like in particular is when. Um, one of the admirals fails. One of, like, the Empire admirals fails <laughs> Vader. And by that, I mean they did their job, but the rebels won. So, you know, there they go. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, obviously, Vader reacts in a very normal way by just killing him in front of everyone. <laughs> 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 Which seems, you know... Doesn't seem like the best, like, job security to have. It seems <laughs> like a HR violation. Like, does, to yeah. Him, yeah. Or whatever. But he, like, chokes in through the video screen, and then he's like... Captain Piet, you will not fail me now. And Captain Piet's like, he's a very good lord. And he's just like, just yeah, aw- awkwardly just watching looking this to guy's the side like hand, like, ah, Yeah, <laughs> while the other guy just like chokes out and then ch- drops to the floor. And then like, he has just like this very funny, just like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but just like once like the call's over, he's just like, oh, there's a body. Okay, well, yes, yeah, so off we go. <laughs> <stuff like that. laughs> it's yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> that's
3: um, That's one of my favorite, like, it's not. I don't know. Is it like an ongoing gag? It Feels a bit like a gag.
2: It's not really a gag. It's just one of those things which it happens funny. like three times. It does. Vader does kill a lot of like Imperial like officers in this movie. <laughs> I don't,
3: the one thing I've never clocked as well is that at the end, when he had Luke, um, yeah, and he let Luke escape, and Vader returns to the star destroyer or whatever, yeah, right, and his his like little thing like lands. He, the door opens up. And there's a load of Imperial guards there to meet him. Um, mm-hmm. Or like Imperial officers there in a row to give him his, his welcome. Um, and he just like, he has to kind of walk past them all. And I'm like, that might be embarrassing. He's just spent the entire movie just choking out people for losing the rebels. And then he, he chopped one's hand off and then it's, he still managed to escape him. And he's like, oh, this is really awkward. Yeah, but this is
2: Anakin Skywalker in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. It's alright when he does it. But like, yeah. whenever it's someone else, for him. then they're going to pay yeah
3: it's a double standard if you ask me and i think it's not fair yeah um but then again neither is killing your employees so <laughs> what do we know about being dictators oh that's a, that's another thing the empire feels fucking like the scale of the empire feels massive in this
2: like well it is yeah well, if you think about it we only really saw the death star in yeah uh, mm. we saw a star destroyer and the death star in um in the new hope but now we're like we're seeing the whole fleet we're seeing the introduction of a super star destroyer, and we're like, "Whoa, this is this is big. This is like a whole city on a fucking on a ship." Um, and and you know we get that great scene where it's like all introduced. We you know we see the imperial fleet, and it's, we get the imperial march for the first time as well. Played. Yeah, it, it's, cool. it's, it's all good stuff. Yeah, big stuff. And we get the man himself. We get the the emperor.
3: Oh yes, yeah. Well, back in the day, you got a weird kind of. Like isn't it like
2: chimp's eyes or something?
3: Yeah, like it's. I think it's an old woman with with chimp eyes.
2: It's like an old woman, and they put like chimp eyes on her, and then the voice of like some weird man somewhere. So yeah, definitely a natural performance. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Star Wars loves that, don't they? Just taking three people to mesh together, Just completely
2: Frankenstein in something, something <laughs> together. And then being like, yeah, this is this is a normal thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, no, but there's also like in terms of the like the far reach of the Empire. There's also like um, little moments where they say, you know, we've got probe droids scanning like every reach of the galaxy every far reach of the galaxy. Um, there's you little moments where you feel like the, the one of the guys in the ATAT is like he's got like a, just a big old smirking grin while he's shooting rebels like it all feels Viers, that much Lawrence. more
2: that's general veers how oh, is that <laughs> he makes his debut
3: oh, okay again uh, yeah. this is i just thought that was a guy who is this
2: it's, it's general veers what is he known for what does he do mostly that funny twitter account veers watch
3: I don't even know this. There's so much Star Wars stuff I don't know about. Yeah, well. You all love ice cream makers and follow this Star Wars account or something. I don't know. You're not caught up on your law, Lawrence. I don't think I could ever be. I think you'd give me 100 years and I wouldn't be able to catch up on all this Star Wars law.
2: It, you could. Oh, I've done in 30, so you could. Yeah, but you've um, devoted your life to this law. I mean, that's not true. I don't no, but like, you, but you love this. You love this. Yeah, I've not devoted my life to it, though. <laughs> Um, you mentioned it there. You said eighty eighty. Um, yeah, and that's a big point of contention because, like, some people, and it's mostly other people who grew up with like the toy commercials, where it was like, get the new Atat from Walker or whatever. Um, mm. but it's at Atat just sounds stupid. Yeah, and also but. it's it then doesn't work because then you have ATA CTs. Oh, atas yeah. T's. Like it's not at ast, is it? It's not at act.
3: But also it's all it's always like spelled out. R2 D two C three P O. Like it's that they're always fully sounded out. Yeah, it's true. It's never like an Oh, but then some people write three PO, don't they? People are dumb. They can say it, but they're wrong. <clears throat> <laughs> no, Nathan, how could the first thing be wrong? How how could that happen? That's not fair. Um all right, can we talk um can we talk about Yoda he's little he's
2: green he's a little yep. rat boy or whatever he's a rat um, boy he's not rat boy he is he's a little rat he's, he's a little hermit man he's a little hermit he's very clearly like based on like a an old crazy like uh samurai sensei sort of thing uh he's got that vibe about him um and he's a he's a little freak you know what i was Uh, thinking about when i was watching this movie i I couldn't help but think like if this movie came out today it would be fucking crucified Meme, people would take one look at that yoda scene and be like oh what (laughs) fucking yoda is this weird little creature (laughs) who makes jokes and he and he fucking and he laughs and hits r2 with a stick what there? there would be clips of like that with just like the skull emoji on twitter being like why is this like oh that's true yeah and they'd be like because you're apparently having a laugh in a movie is the biggest fucking crime ever now for some reason god forbid man
3: it's it's a sign of like media literacy in general and how much it has descended into the depths of hell Yeah, but like they, there also would have been like people like, oh, why did he suddenly just change his whole personality? Not realizing like he's testing Luke, he's putting on a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like he's doing, he's doing a bit. Yeah, for Luke. Um, yeah, they would be like, oh, suddenly you just switched up when the movie needed to get serious. Bad character writing. <laughs> like no, um, I love that. I, 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 I have you ever seen this on a big screen? Have you seen this in the cinema before? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I, I was lucky enough to be like on my um this was a couple of years ago on my phone as i got a notification that like um they were doing the original trilogy and the only time that was free was empire i wanted to do all f- all 3 of them um but the only one i managed to get to see was empire and i don't know i don't know what it is but like there's certain there's certain magic moments of this that just like on a big screen with all the lights out and like um it- it's just wonderful like yoda's no there is another mm-hmm. like that line Like with the way that like Luke's um, ship, like the the red light, kind of like engulfs Yoda's face in it. It, Like it.
2: I really, I really like the way the lighting works in that scene because like it's Mm. it's Luke's ship like rising and then turning and then flying away. But you have all that reflected purely through the light. You have it. Yeah. Like the light rises up and then it turns around and moves away from Yoda. So it just completely like surrounds him in darkness and then like mm. the red light comes in and then that illuminates him for a second but then that goes away as well as the shit pulls away it's it's really well done really it, yeah really. Just, and I, especially like when you when you take it with like what he's saying about the last hope being taken away and then the, oh no yeah. there is another hope as well and that sort of stuff it's thematically it's really good and that was me being a film cunt finished with that's it that's all you get uh, but you're stuck with me now,
3: unfortunately. You was no. entering the cinematography part of <laughs> his no. notes? <laughs> no, right, I just want to talk
2: about Yoda hitting R two with a stick and eating his right, little we... soup. All right, to... with his
3: snakes right. everywhere. If we t- if we talk about Yoda first, will you then let me just have some free reign to talk about very briefly aspect ratios?
2: I'll give you two minutes to talk about aspect ratios and not. Well, now or there. after Yoda? After Yoda. Okay um nice. yeah yoda's hitting r2 with a stick it's good fun he is he's a lot of fun i love this little mischievous uh <laughs> sort of side we you we see to yoda every now and then it's it's a lot of fun it was missing a little bit from the prequels because he was you know fighting a war and he was you know all this sort of stuff very but, somber and serious yeah very somber and serious There was elements of it around but it was it was mostly missing but it's good to see little mischievous little rat cunt yoda just just having <laughs> having fun and just being great it's... One of my
3: favourite things about The Last Jedi is the return mm. of Rat Hunt Yoda. Yeah,
2: it's so good. Just, Just like... having a little. F- wobbling his little feet on the ground, what? kicking up. Hitting yeah. Luke with his stick and everything <laughs> like that. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then he's its like, oh, this was Sacred Jedi Tree? Nah, fuck it. Burn it, mate. I don't care.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I, I love that, like. It's the mm. it's the old like fairy tale thing, isn't it? Like the mm. test the hero's test of character. Yeah. Which like normally they pass in like traditional stories and like that's the, the trope is that normally a hero would be like, Oh, it might be like a give money to the poor. Here's my last bit of food that I give mm. to the poor, the less fortunate, and they'd pass the test. But like in this, like Yoda is there and he presents himself deliberately as a small nuisance in yeah. Luke's way. Um, that is there to, like, distract him and be deliberately aggravating. And Luke, like, immediately just is like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, you <laughs> little you're green rat me. Rat cunt. Yeah. And he's, like, he's getting fucked off. He's, like, insulting where he lives. Luke and thinks he... he's here
2: to meet some big alpha chad. Like, fucking yeah. like, absolute monster of a Jedi master. Who will just, like, teach him how to do flips and... And spin mm. lightsabers around, and all this kind of stuff, but no, I mean this little rat
3: yeah, and it's and the fact that he is a little rat like it's it's the whole point right like luke Luke can't lift his ship out of the like the little bog thing, so he you know he says it's too big, and he size and matters not look at me, and it's like i lo- I love all of that of like and that this is what I'm saying about a kind of how the force is explored a little bit further, but it like it doesn't you don't they don't add rules to it they just expand the like the mysticism of it um like you know they say like it's not about it it's 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 not a power it's not a superpower you have it's like a it's an ally that needs to be respected to be to answer your call like it's i I i love all of that stuff and i just i think it's a very very like clever visual representation of being like this small green nuisance that is like a million years old and a little hermit in a cave that drinks like fucking mud soup or whatever. Right. Like he is possibly the most powerful being alive
2: mm.
3: to Luke's knowledge. And I just, I love that. I think that's really, really clever.
2: Uh, yeah. The, the, there is another line has always been interesting me because like now it's Leia. <clears throat> we know that it's Leia now, but in 1980, who was it? Mm. Who who was that other?
3: Oh, there is there is another. Yeah. Um, so was there any part of it being Leia? Because Leia is nope. force sensitive, and that's revealed
2: at the end of the movie. No, it's not. No, it's it's not though. That's the but thing.
3: But they call to each other.
2: Yeah, but in nineteen eighty, it was it's a thing now. It's a thing now. But in nineteen eighty, it was more just a Luke calling out to her through the force sort of thing. Oh, like, I see. So much of Star Wars is just accidentally like worked out for the better. Like, oh, they lucked into it yeah. so hard. Like, a lot yeah. of this is just, oh, that's fell into a place quite nice. Like, yeah, that kind of works. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And some, some of, of it, it is tactical it, yeah. Disney engineering. How can we make that work a bit? Yeah, kind of. But then some of it is also, oh, that kind of doesn't work because they made out, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, we, we just mostly ignore that. Um, but But, yeah, like, Leia was never supposed to be... Force-sensitive, never mentioned as force-sensitive or anything like that in mm. in this movie or anything.
3: Okay, I never, con- I never took it as that. I never because that's the kiss thing has always felt weird to me because of he. They, I've always thought that they must have had an idea that Luke and Leia had a connection, but it makes far more sense in nineteen eighties context for it to be Luke mm. just reaching out to Leia rather than it being like a two way phone call force yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. No. That that make, that makes a bit of sense. But yeah, who? The, I don't know who could it be.
2: Yeah, Carl Kestis
3: I mean yeah it could be a million people now but
2: who no, so was the talking day... about in 1980 you know oh I see is mm. calcestis and then
3: <laughs> and then at the end <laughs> in the credits it's based on characters not yet created by EA and Lucasfilm yeah. and everything else and me um right Nathan time to get wanky oh, all right all right thank you uh, normally Nathan a 4 <laughs> by 3 aspect ratio is the best aspect ratio for faces and placement buildings and such because oh, you obviously
2: kid, i already regret this
3: right it's taller it's a taller aspect ratio four by three
2: is not the best aspect ratio for anything
3: you're wrong it's very cool for certain things shut up um,
2: <laughs> <fuck's sake.
3: laughs> um that, but that, that's why a lot of tv used was it, it uh, cool cause...
2: for no was tv used it in the 90s yeah. and early 2000s but then we all got bigger tvs and then realized <laughs> oh Sixteen by nine. This is better. Let's use this. Yeah, but TV,
3: TV got wider, but it never shrunk down the way that Cinemascope, And like, I think it's two three nine one is than the standard now. Like most films are, are that. Yeah, um, and it never shrunk down because it was. It's 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 a great four by three was a great starting point, and it's good to return in terms of movies where there's no side room. It's if you want to shoot a face, you can shoot an entire face without anything else. Distracting your focus or pulling away. If you want to shoot a big tall building, you can have a big tall
2: building without the sides pulling away at focus, dragging your eye elsewhere. All right, but then what's the difference between you saying that and then me saying, "Well, clearly, all movies should be shot on an iPhone vertical because then if I want to shoot this building, I can shoot this building." No, I'm saying, I'm saying it's. What point are you making? I'm I'm saying you're a stone's throw away from being shot on an iPhone in fucking portrait mode. Yeah, but some uh, some things are good for that. What? Nothing is good for that. All right, but like, right.
3: I think there are certain, like, obviously a cinematographer has the right to choose the look for the movie and the the, the visual space that they want to fill. Ah, I don't know if I agree with that. You don't think that a film should have the creative freedom to choose the screen that it's... Like the format that it's in. Given no, that most because of the time I it's scanned and put in the format for you anyway. No, because it's one.
2: annoying. Because I think there should be a standard format for all of them. Because... That's so strange. Why? What
3: does it? What does it do for because you? Because
2: it's so annoying when it's constantly switching aspect ratios. I've said this many times. No, no, not switching. I'm talking about a constant presentation. But then, like even so... but no, but then it doesn't fit my TV. It does fit the TV. No, because. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're in favor as snyder's justice league being been in for three for no reason uh i'd say there
3: is a i would say theres I do not like the movie but there is an absolute reason why that's done like that
2: what is the reason apart from to seem arty and pretentious
3: no it's not this is what you always say when you don't understand something you have to say it's arty and pretentious because no. there's an insecurity that you don't get it therefore it must be something like or if I if i don't get it it's it's beyond. I will admit,
2: yeah, no, I don't get it, and I do think it is pretentious because, like, I don't see the benefit of it. It's just doing something in a worse way for no reason. It's not, it's not worse. It, it's it's right. You know how sometimes me, when you watch to a... me, it's worse because it's an outdated format that we got rid of. We it's a format that we used it, in the seventies, and the eighties, and the nineties, and a little bit of the early noughties for TV, mm-hmm. and then we got bigger, better TVs. And so we're like, this is now obsolete. Let's not use this. But now every now and then some filmmaker is like, "Uh, no, actually this is true cinema and you're wrong. Firstly, I'm not going to judge the quality
3: of it. I think there are plenty of shit movies that are in 4x3. I watched Saltburn recently, right? Everyone's going on about Saltburn. I think it's fucking dreadful and that's in 4x3. And it uses 4x3 in a really good way, but it's a bad fucking movie.
2: I haven't seen it and I know nothing about it. But this is this is
3: my point. I'm not like it's not a one size fits all thing. There are movies that do it well and there are movies that like you say are just doing it because it's an old-timey pretentious thing to do. I think like funnily enough, Zack Snyder is the one I wouldn't go to for that because he shoot like he's he shoots faces very close for mm-hmm. like especially in Zack Snyder's Justice League and one of my th- visual complaints about movies like Man of Steel and especially um, Batman v Superman is that there's too much bullshit on either side of the frame. He shoots cool imagery from too far away, and I can't see the detail. Like, Isn't that what a fucking blur effect is for? So you can just but you, frame. But then that's but that's more of a style. You don't sometimes you don't want to sacrifice the realism that you're trying to put on the screen by blur by and also blurring not, it is more of a not, distraction. It's not a. Distraction. It's just
2: what you're focusing on is in focus. When you say a blur, do you mean a soft and hard focus, like a, a just, like yeah? A... Like so, in fo- so what you're meant to look at is in focus, and the rest. Yeah, is but not. then,
3: but then, still, if you're shooting in like a colourful thing, then it's going to be like a red soft focus in the background that might pull your attention. Or Get over some it. people just <laughs> right. What? I don't know, I'm not... This isn't even in the hill I'm trying to die
2: but then, on. But where do you draw the line? Because then, like, oh, the filmmaker wants you to focus on then. Well, only have that then. Make everything else a black room and only put that in it. Do you see what I'm saying? No, where I think do you you're draw the line? I if, think that is a moronic take. If a filmmaker wants you to focus on that, then just yeah. shoot that and hope the audience is smart enough to understand that they need... Don't just purposefully change the fucking camera because your audience is stupid enough and they won't focus on what you want them to focus on have you ever been filming something on your phone no
3: and fuck <laughs> have you ever been filming something <laughs> on your phone and then gone oh i'm gonna turn the side i'm gonna turn it the other way so i can fit more people in or just taking a photo in general yes.
2: Right.
3: have you ever taken a photo to get someone's full outfit in a frame in a vertical mode and then if you want to take a group photo of people, you would turn it landscape so you can fit more faces and shoulder-upwards faces in the frame, right? Yes. So you're wrong. That's that's my point. That's what filmmakers do. How? how? That is literally the point of changing it so that you can focus on different things. No, but it's different because... No, uh, it's no. not. Nathan. No, it's because
2: not. I'm, not, I'm not then viewing those... No, but... A, f- a picture of friends and a film are two very different things. You, the only
3: reason it aggravates you is because you have a thing about it. If it doesn't touch the corners of your TV, it pisses
2: you off. That's not, the not only even, reason. Not even. No, it's a, f- a picture and a f- Those don't line up at all. A picture and a film are two very different things. Okay? They're, they're different and, and mediums first of all, but They're yes. capturing
3: imagery on a screen. Are they yeah, not? Yeah, but, but
2: hundreds of millions of people aren't seeing mine. Sometimes you know?
3: I think I need a third co-host to to, to be a deciding vote between us because I think if there was another person here, they would say it doesn't matter and you're insane. You don't have to watch movies in four by three. There's like free, like a lot of Nolan movies are put to seventy millimeter, which is a taller frame. You don't see him like that, and if you don't seek him out, very rarely do you get the opportunity to see him and presented in that way. So it doesn't. Then matter. my
2: argument is, what's the fucking point in doing them that way then? Because he's it's 90, a better experience for the people if, that get to see it in that way. Well, then that's elitist. If you're making no, movies... it's not! It is! If you're making movies that only fucking 5% of people will ever see that way, and that is the ultimate best way to experience it, that's elitist. <sighs> why, why Why not make that one the accessible one for the masses? Because when it would
3: come out, then people like you would go, "Ah, oh, he's in a stupid aspect ratio, it doesn't fit my TV, it's cunty, it's pretentious, why? like they make it generally accessible so that they don't get shit like this you telling me right now if a, if you got a movie come out and you and people told you this is the best way it can be presented and they put it on your TV and it and it if it landed in a 4 by 3 mm. right cuz that is the point you're arguing for if that is the best way to see it then you want that version you yes. would be unhappy with that version because you would then go, why is it not the way I normally I like
2: pers- it? No, I personally would be unhappy with it, but if that's the best way, if that's what the filmmaker intended, if that's the best way to see it, then everyone should be able to see that version and that version only. Why do we have these different versions? This because some people, like,
3: some people like going to the cinema to, to experience it. Some people like that different experience. You know, like a fucking... Uh, the atmosphere is different actually at the sports game as it is. You don't get the commentary. You get the commentary on the TV, but not well, in the live yeah, stadium.
2: But what? So why can't that version so be so, the so cinema for everyone?
3: So I'm saying different experiences, right? You But
2: why does it have to be different? Why can the version that's shown in the cinema not be the same version that's shown at home?
3: Because a lot of the time the TVs aren't built for it. Like the, the, It's not technology My that TV is... My
2: TV is not built to show a 70mm film. No! Why not? It's just an aspect ratio.
3: Uh, in the broadest speaking sense, yes. S- yes, But so it why would, can't it I would... see
2: that version
3: of it on my TV? Because it would dwarf the rest of your TV. The, t- the, re- the sides of your TV would look hilariously too big because the 70mm th- the print would be so thin on your TV that it would not mean you could, would even be able to make out what was going on clearly on the screen. So it
2: essentially it looks like a very watching a, a portrait video. Picture that, I guess not exactly, but yeah. Seems kind of dumb.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think what's dumber is not <laughs> accepting that certain things are tailored for certain experiences. This is not even the. Uh, this is not even cute anymore. People won't give a fuck about this. This is not. <sighs> did you know what this was? Right in my notes, of which I wanted to talk about cinematography. This is two lines, right? And I was actually going to say, cinemascope in general used in this movie manages to do an, a better job at capturing faces and location than four by three, which is normally not the case. Normally the opposite is true. And I was interested in that. I was actually going, my note was going to praise the opposite, but you didn't let me get past the first sentence. And we've then argued about aspect ratios for like half a year again.
2: I apologize. I'll keep my thoughts to myself in the future.
3: Oh, oh, he's got, so, he's got, a, he's got a little
2: hard done by smirk on him now. <laughs> he's upset. I'm not upset. I just, I'm i not allowed to voice my own opinions, apparently. I get, I, made, no, I, get, I get yelled at for my own opinions. I disagree with your opinion on this matter
3: specifically. And you can. I disagree with yours. I feel mine is based in a bit more facts you than see, Yeah, is. my opinion's right. No, because I know... I, no, right, my be opinion's honest. Right. Do I or do I not know more about film production and, and but, like y- aspect yes. ratios in general than you do?
2: Yeah, I don't know about film production aspect ratios. Yeah, sure, I'll give you that. But I don't okay. know about film because I know a fair bit. You you like to make me out to be a dumb cunt who doesn't know anything <laughs> about I film, but I actually do know quite a bit about what I'm talking about. Okay, um, all right, fine, but this is this is something that specifically I
3: I like. I looked into this because I was genuinely curious. Okay,
2: but am I not entitled to my own opinion about aspect ratios?
3: You're allowed to your opinion. But then to call anything other than your opinion elitist and dumb and stupid and pretentious and wanky, I
2: think is... by definition, having something only available to a certain subject of the population is elitist.
3: But why does it matter? You prefer it the other way anyway, and you don't go to seventy mm screenings. So why does it matter? But to But maybe you? I would if I had the option. Well, yeah, all right, but I don't. I can't help the infrastructure in the UK. <laughs> like I don't. In America, they're all uh, seventy millimeters are all over the place. But in the UK, we're just not that ahead of it. I can't go to... There's only one seventy millimeter mm near me, and it's a fucking hour train away. Like, it's not something I do all the time. It's just a format that I think is interesting and cool. I don't see the point of it, personally. Have you ever been to one?
2: No. <laughs> that might be a reason why. I mean, yeah, but I... I don't know. I Call me reductive. Call me whatever you want, but... I don't want to watch a movie in fucking portrait mode on TikTok. Fuck, <laughs> not. That, and to me, this is just, essentially... You don't understand this it. is it's just, not this... what it is. How
3: is it any different? Well, one, it's not on portrait mode in TikTok. It's fil- It's just a taller frame. It's not less wide.
2: It's just taller. Like, but th- it's... That's less wide. <sighs> taller is less wide. <laughs> that, it is though, isn't it?
3: If you it's put just, them side by side, it is. I think you think you know what this is, but you don't. And I think you haven't ever I, seen it in well, person. Ta-
2: explain to me what it is then. I, but I've Where just am I done going that? wrong? Where am I going wrong with this? I, you, you, you assume it's
3: just taller and that's it. Like it's, And then the, the, the version that you're getting is a lesser version. It's just a different version with less on the screen because it's tailored to fit your TV better or the general populist TV. Like it's, you're talking
2: about 70 millimeter
3: here, right? Right. The, the the one thing I can speak about from experience, right? I've seen The Dark Knight, right? The Dark Knight is a movie that pretty much everyone on the, the planet has seen. Yeah. yeah, and it's and normally normally it's presented in Cinemascope, right? Which is two, three, nine, one, right? It's just it's a thin boy. Yes but however when it was originally filmed it was filmed on 70mm IMAX cameras which have a bigger wider aspect ratio so not sorry wider so a taller so that when you see it on a cinema that can that can cater for 70mm um, some IMAXs do it just like a 70mm lighter version um, most of what IMAX is is just a slightly lesser quality 70mm that's why some films get the IMAX treatment and others that were never shot with IMAX cameras don't right This is, like, uh, when I saw Dark Knight, it's just more movie. It's, like, before where uh, part of, I don't know, Heath Ledger's hair was cut off, you get to see a bit more of that. And the reason that is better is because in a bigger screening of things, and this is something Zack Snyder does quite well in Justice League, um, is it's used to shoot closer up. That scene where Heath Ledger takes off the clown mask... And you get in that, in the 70 millimeter print, you get his whole face. You can see his hair in it, whereas in Cinemascope version, which is the version that's readily available to most people, it's quite cropped in. You get pretty much get just his eyes and his mouth. And there's like, I just like to see it in its, I like to see what was captured on the thing. I like, call me pretentious or whatever. It doesn't matter. But like, that is just something I like to see the original image as it was captured. And I think it's cool. And that's not even just what four by three is like for the reason it's people basically
2: you... four by three though isn't it? it
3: it four by three is the closest you can like experience at home that would be like that that ratio yeah aspect ratio so i don't get what the difference is but like I... right can, can you not just agree though that like a cinematographer who knows infinitely more about this situation than me or you right would be able to go yeah this is the best kind of framing device for the story i want to tell
2: no because again i think all movies
3: should be in cinemascope Right, does it right? but alright, does it bother you then when you see an older movie, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know if this does, but um, Finding Nemo <laughs> is a wide movie. It fits um, a fucking, just the normal TV size, like a standard TV show would now. Does that bother you?
2: It doesn't bother me, but it does feel less like a
3: movie. I, see, I don't, I just don't, I can't understand that mindset of it. Like, like Avengers,
2: just, 2012.
3: Yeah, Avengers, perfect, yeah, yeah. It feels less like a movie to me. Well, I mean... Maybe Avengers is bad on because that's lit like a fucking TV movie anyway. It like, is. That film like looks TV crap. Movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, anytime there's like a, a fucking like a Marvel movie that's in sixteen by nine, I'm like, why? It's like, and a lot of TV shows now are doing Cinemascope because they want to be more cinematic as well, and like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like it. I, <laughs> the Cinemascope's a good look. It's it to me that feels cinematic cinemascope it it feels like this is what all movies should be all right and i i personally just don't see the point of just changing this because because you want to have this one shot of a face there or whatever
3: but it's not just one shot like a lot of the time the the cinematographer will choose to again in saltburn don't like the movie but it's a good example right the whole movie is about basically like a wolf in sheep's clothing right it's supposed to be this this guy who is negotiating his way and manipulating his way around the big family estate meaning that there's two things that are important to capture one is the size of the estate and two the close up in-depth detail of someone's face we probably talked about
2: this for way too long but
3: right but i wanted to move on from this a minute ago (laughs) but you asked me to explain it so i'm doing
2: that yeah right because i didn't understand and i still don't but i just think just just make someone else then don't make a movie don't don't make your story because Nathan doesn't like the make black Box. Make a TV bars. show. Make a TV show. Just but that's fucking... that's insane. It's called Cinema Scope. Oh my god. Why why are we changing it? I do. I think it should be standardized. I think that's so
3: boring. That's a, that's a all art should fit into this box.
4: That's no, boring. That's it's so not
3: like boring. That at all. It, it's quite Nathan. Quite literally, think about what I just said. You want all art
2: to fit into a square for First you. First of all, not. Calling movies all art is a bit much, all right? All right, then all art in the visual sense. No. I can see why you draw that conclusion, but no. I, (laughs) I, 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 I personally... And, and this is just me. I'm not enforcing this on anyone. This is just my opinion of the way I feel. I just like it better when it's in cinemascope. It feels more cinematic to me. It feels more like a movie. Like I said, I think when that's I'm just watching, home comforts, I think when when that's just what watching, you're used to. But when I, well, yes, because it's what it is. It's what it has been.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: but when i'm watching like fucking uh like like the avengers 2012 and it's in 16 by 9 i'm like why am i watching this cwtv show you know
3: but that's part and parcel with the avengers yeah in but in but
2: other stuff as well like mm. why am i why am i doing this you know
3: i i hear what you're saying i disagree on almost every point but okay. anyway right <laughs> And now to praise the format that you love so much, right? Look back to Empire Strikes Back. I don't know how much of that I'll cut down, um, but yeah. Anyway, none of it. If you're thi- this not a coward, is... huh? None of it. If you're not a coward. All right, fine. It's all staying. Um, yeah. So anyway, normally four by three is is regarded by. Are we still talking about like, this?
2: Huh? we're we still talking about this.
3: No, this is my further point on Empire. Oh. But I'm now re- re-
2: revisiting the 4 I by said you point. get two minutes on Aspect Ratio. I didn't make it last this long.
3: <laughs> I was happy to read my note verbatim and we would have been done with it <laughs> half an hour ago.
2: I know, I'm joking.
3: Fuck you. Um, <laughs> look, normally, people often regard, or not Nathan, but other people sometimes regard uh, the 4x3 is is specific for faces and buildings, right? It's good if you want to capture in-depth an in-depth sense of a setting or people's expressions and and like specific details of what's going on in their like micro expressions and all of this stuff um but this is this is like i think something about the design of this movie and the look and the cinematography and the work of it in general is really really good that it manages to capture these sweeping environments and like people it it manages to do what four by three is known for doing well in the more accessible um uh to i I don't know if i think it's 2351 this movie not 39 which is not quite the cinema scope i don't think but it's pretty much the same fucking thing um but yeah it, it manages to show like places like hoth and Dagobah and stuff it manages to capture like every shot has this great sense of where the characters are and that's obviously part and parcel with like the set design looks incredible and looks as good as it does but like even spaces on the Falcon and stuff. It manages to, like, if they're not important, it manages to, like, pull focus to Han and Leia. So it's not so clear that they're on the Falcon. It just gives that's more of the I'm vibe saying. of it.
2: Do that. Yeah. Just do that. Right, but,
3: th- but that's not always the best way to do it. And, like, once this is... Because <laughs> a lot of the time, cinematographers aren't as good as the guy that shot this. Like, well, th- this is... That this sounds, is a... uh, call me harsh, but that sounds like their problem. okay all right yeah but i can't control the industry and who hires people nathan right i don't i just like look i just think it's four by three fuck you i'm not getting back into this right (laughs) like it's this movie it it, it's it's cinematography is interesting because it manages to capture things that aren't usually well captured in this you think about shots in batman v superman again for example right of like batman standing in mist and stuff yeah it looks cool Right, but there's so much visual shit going on either side of Batman that you almost don't even see Batman until your eyes adjust. I mean, it's hard to. I don't.
2: Mm? There's no example, so it's hard to.
3: Yeah, but like, all right, but my point being, like, sometimes it takes your. This movie never feels like it takes your eyes a second to go, where should I be looking? Like, it pulls your focus where it needs to be, but also doesn't ignore these grand well-dressed settings and places like cloud city hoth dagobah they all look brilliant um and yeah i just think it's i think it's really really shot very very well you get a great sense of character but also the space that they're kind of sandwiched in i like lando <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> lando's pretty cool he's uh he makes lando his debut cool. here uh, obviously he was played by um billy glover in that movie we like, but uh, not Billy Donald Glover. Um Donald Glover, Billy D. That that's probably where I got those I confused, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah.
3: Um revisiting this made me realise Donald Glover's performance is actually really solid as well. Like yeah, it is, yeah. It's a really good, like younger take on this character.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's really good. You you've always been like weird you've always had that weird Lando take though, where you hate him, uh, it's not that I hate him, I just think he's, like...
3: He's... I don't know, in a world where, like, in a universe where everyone's out to get the main <laughs> three characters, right? Are like, they have the Rebellion, and I know the Rebellion grows, but it's very trust... It's it's very difficult to trust people galaxy. And Lando is not trusted, but is still someone they would re- they would refer to as, like, an ally. He's not an enemy.
2: Mm. And
3: then, like, when he betrays Han in this way, it's a little bit, like i get why but like there are characters that would have just been like "Nah, fucking kill me rather than like i it's very within lando to make the trade i I don't know i feel i've often he gets celebrated and they give him his big shoot the death star moment next week right but it's i I don't know there's part of lando that when i've already watched han solo be this guy and transform out of being this guy
2: i think you're wrong and insane It's like retreading
3: old ground, though. I just don't... I think he's a bit more of a coward than Han was.
2: No, not at all. Not at all.
3: Han Han still preferred, like, a straight fight and would still defy the Empire. Han
2: has never never had an entire Mm -hmm. city filled with civilians and children to look out for. Okay? Mm, Yeah. So... Shut up. Fine. fine. Look, I'm not telling you... I'm not saying I understand Lando more than you. He's got the entirety of Bespin to look out for (laughs) and to make sure (laughs) he's safe, okay? When it comes to, you know, the security of all of Bespin, including a lot of children, or (laughs) this guy he knew 10 years ago. (laughs) You know? Yeah, but he's... But I I knew him last but he I've known that him cool for that, type, like, that one time, didn't he? Oh, no. Uh look.
3: Uh, yeah, like, you make fair points. <laughs> I'll say that, but at the same time, nah, he, he's got, uh, next week I'll reassess. He has to earn my trust back.
2: No, he doesn't have to earn anything. He did what he needed to do, and I think he's fine for that. Lando is a good guy. He's a great okay. guy, even. And also, he helps to, when like Vader keeps altering the deal, he's like, oh, fuck this, man yeah that i mean yeah he gets frustrated
3: by it and i guess vader's not a fair person to deal with no um no i understand he was put in a difficult spot i get it an impossible but, spot but yeah but he was <laughs> something i've i i always knew that again family guy i always knew this from a family guy joke mm. um because the dog outwardly says it brian outwardly is like Oh look! I'm wearing—he's wearing Han's clothes or something. But I never really weird. noticed it
2: was real. Yeah, it is weird that he's just wearing Han's outfit from the first movie in there. Did he need a shower? Did scene. he get
3: dirty in the fight or something? Like he was a
2: little bit greasy, but like
3: Lan- uh, Lando is a character that very much values his his—he likes things spick and span, doesn't he? From the look of his Falcon and to the look of like Cloud City in general, it's very much like he—he's a bit of a. Uh, doesn't like it. dusty. doesn't like to be dirty. Who does Brian play in the Farming Guy Star Wars? Chewbacca, probably. That's the most one-to-one I can think of. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. it
3: would have to be Chewbacca, because he says he's the only other person in the scene with Lando. Uh, and Brian yeah. is the one that's like, oh, he's wearing the clothes, look at it.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. It is strange. It is weird. Um, but hey-ho. They don't suit him as well. No, they don't. He can't pull it off. He tries to wear them too neat and tidy yeah
2: he's got like the collar done up as well. And it's like yeah it doesn't quite no. work yeah. do you want to take do you want to take a brief moment to talk
3: about people's fits uh I'd love nothing more <laughs> <laughs> all right cool um okay. right yeah who's I, I, where's my note right here it is. um everyone <laughs> has a cool fucking look in this right luke skywalker uh
2: has pilot chic yeah I've um, ri- ripped guns. Ripped guns, yeah. When he's when he's running about on uh, on Dagobah with his little Yoda backpack, he's like look at me, I'm ready I didn't know
3: I didn't know Mark Hamill had these these weapons on him, these weapons <laughs> of mass destruction registered to his biceps.
2: Yeah. Um suddenly so you're cool. you're like, Oh, maybe not so much of a twink after all. Like Yeah. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe this is a twunk we're dealing with here. A tw- twunk? A twunk. What's a twa a hunk? I see. A hunk twink, yeah.
3: Okay. Um <clears throat> uh, Leia's got a nice thermal gilet
2: on. Uh her thermal gilet is nice. I, I prefer her outfit uh, on Best Spin where she, she like mm. gets to like do up her hair and stuff and she has this nice little like uh almost like a boyfriend cardigan sort of thing going on.
3: Yeah, that's that is a good look. Yeah. Um
2: Han's got Han's Hoth Navy jacket just looks the, incredible. H- it's a good look, the Hoth Navy jacket. I have to say I prefer mm. the j ju- I prefer the jacket Han to the vest Han, really. I think I do
3: too. I think it's more yeah. like it fits with his character as well, because he feels more he feels still a bit rock and roll and a bit out yeah. there. But he yeah. feels more put together and formal. He does, yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. It's a good look. Vaya's had a discreet glow up, but definitely a
2: noticeable one. See Veya? Did I said, Vader? I meant Vader! Okay. <laughs> Whoever Vader <Veya> is. Veya. <laughs> Vader's had a polish, really. Mm. Someone's it's got very the, shiny now. Someone's got the Windex out on Vader him <laughs> a bit of a polish. And his, his cape, uh, he goes, like, behind his shoulder pads now, or whatever. Oh, has that changed as well? Is it? Yeah, he's, he's got his, like, his, his, like, silver shoulder pads out on show now and stuff, so... Um, yeah. I liked,
3: um... Fucking what, who? Who had another uh, another fit?
2: Um, Lando's guys obviously his classic blue cape look. Oh yeah, yeah, strong look, strong look. Lobot's um, got his great little robot headpiece thing. Which which one? Lobot. Which one's Lobot? Uh, Lando's robot friend. Oh, okay. Um, the R two D two looks stunning in his R two D two chic. C3PO yeah. was still rocking silver leg but they're not I I noticed body. it far more this time. Did you? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, how have I been so fucking blind this whole time?" <laughs> um uh who else uh, Chewbacca gets a nice C3PO backpack?
2: He does get C3PO backpack, yeah.
3: <laughs> Which is good. He looks very cool. Um I like Yoda's little hermit robes.
2: Um, ben gets blue force go-chic.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's serving <laughs> that um Ghost cunt. I don't know if, what the other people say. Stuff like this. they <laughs> Oh, we get a look at Vader's big Neapolitan scoop head. Um,
2: oh cool. yeah, in his little room. Yeah,
3: yeah. His little, his little. Uh, I always little wonder sir, what goes room. on
2: in his in his little chamber. What's he doing in there? Masturbating. Come um, on. Well, he might be. It's He's his not. private little quarters. He's not. Oh, he hasn't got. Yeah what has he he does yes he was cut but he was cut over the knees oh yes yes true it's not that long uh so (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you think of the the palpatine scene with ian mcdermid i'm assuming you saw it with
3: uh yes yeah that was i watched the disney plus one um yeah it's good it's it's like it's i like the introduction i really like the the gradualness of it all like the yeah i think the trilogy in general understands like a three-part structure quite well yeah. like in 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 the broader sense that you've got the hero's journey and then empire the heroes lose and they've it's never been more fucked right before the finale mm. um which is a good place narratively to be and i think that kind of is echoed in how they introduce the empire he's uh the the empire the the emperor he's like referenced you know i think we hear that vader's got a master
4: yeah
3: um and a few probably a few other lines um he's in, referenced uh,
2: in the first one
3: yeah yeah uh so that's in a new hope then we get him through a hologram in this one mm. and then set the stage for his full-blown kind of villainous presence in the third one
2: yeah
3: um so I, yeah i like that they i, I know that it was like Again, a happy accident, but they didn't just go full tilt into having the Emperor right away being this yeah. big. You, you need, It's important to set Vader up as an independent threat because Vader's got his own stuff cooking mm. as well. Like, the game of the Sith is they're always trying to one-up and fucking off their, their mate. Yeah, So I, I like that, that Vader feels independent and threatening in his own right. And it still feels like it's, it's a nice fun aside that the Emperor is so overlooming and has... You know can has eyes in every far reach of the galaxy, but he doesn 't quite even know what his direct underling is what he 's up to um which is I think he fun. does though i i think yeah i think he's but but like, he doesn 't see it fully as a threat he doesn 't no, really respect more, what it does,
2: yeah it 's more fun for him yeah um
3: but no very <clears throat> very cool, and I like the um this kind of brings up that they 're seen individually it brings up this um obviously i know we've had the light and the dark side but in the first one the force was more a guiding voice in the back of luke's head a kind of a a sixth sense whereas this one really does play on the idea and this is in yoda and luke's interactions as well of like will luke ever turn to the dark side is it within him vader says he will join us or die yoda says if you if you go there basically you'll be seduced by the dark side or you'll die he was in that uh cave he was in that cave. That cave confused the fucking hell out of me as a child. Yeah, me too. I was like, he's killed Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, killed... hang
2: on, what? <laughs> he is Darth Vader, what? But he's there. He's, how um, can he be Darth Vader? I'm so confused. I don't understand metaphors. Darth child. Vader. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, it's that.
3: It was, it how, it's how, like, fucking <clears throat> morons watch stuff now.
2: Like, yeah. it's a metaphor. If it's not, exp- it, like, they everyone's so watchable now. <laughs> so, but we saw Louie try to kill his nephew. No. <sighs> yeah. Well, could it possibly
3: have been a visual representation <laughs> of something? Like, or just, Ooh. you know, the, the, oh, fuck, the last Jedi fucks me off so much, or people's perception of the last Jedi fucks yeah. me off so much.
2: 99% of their complaints can be handled if they just watch the fucking movie. Yeah. Oh,
3: as yeah. if the whole movie about perspective showed a scene three times. <laughs> And people think, oh, and yeah, the one that pissed me off is the true one. Oh, the one the villain told is probably the right one. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that makes the most the of
2: sense. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking idiots, honestly. Um, yeah, no, great, great scene, um, and I love there. Uh, again, it's also just nice to see. Like Vader is the height of power. So who the who the man that Vader bows to? Fuck, it must be a big cheese. The head honcho. It's
2: Ian the McDermott. Yeah, exactly. He's like um, hello, I'm Ian McDermott. Oh, we could, do you remember that time where we could have met him? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, you make it sound like he was like down the street or whatever, and we could have we... into him. No, we, we ran, were... we chased after him, but he was just too quick. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Next time, next. He time, Ian maybe. McEvaded us. He Ian, um... Mc, uh, yeah, Ian McEvaded us. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Dar- Darth um... Evader. great Um, love that fight love that lightsaber duel that Vader Luke duel so good good. it's good stuff and I like that it's like it's mostly silent as well it's like uh, the force is with you young Skywalker but you are not a Jedi yet and then it's just on and then it's just lightsabers and just fucking go for it mate
3: that's that's that. I think yeah. that's my favorite thing about it is there's no mm. like so often now. Like Ray gets taken to Snoke, and this again it is in mm. a movie that I like. Ray gets taken to Snoke, and Snoke's mm. gloating, and it's all of this. But like, yeah, Vader's just an animal in this. Like yeah. he is, he's just stalking Luke the entire time, and Luke is constantly on the back. Like he and what this is right. Oh, I think this is maybe I love the visualization of the Force Awakens duel um, mm. between. um, kylo and ray i love yeah. that ben um it's that's uh ben <laughs>
2: yeah but but no at the same no, time he's a good boy and he's never done anything like in
3: him. the movie where he commits genocide i'm using his villain's name he's a good boy um, <laughs> fuck's sake. um it's just because you fancy him he's he's a he's a nasty boy he's adam driver how can you not it's true yeah that is true he is a sexy boy
2: he's an absolute mountain of a man
3: have you seen Have you seen that video where like he's in a movie um, that's out right now called Ferrari? Ford versus like, Ferrari. Yeah, no,
2: it's it. it's not this
3: movie. <laughs> it is. Um, people must think I get just <laughs> aggravated so easily, but behind the scenes, Nathan does this all the fucking time, and it pushes my buttons. <laughs> right, but the um, anyway, he, so he he did like a Q and A for that, like he did like a screening followed by like a director and stars of Q A Q and A. Mm. And there's a video of some guy being like, "I found the driving sequences a bit boring," and like that's just his question to Adam Driver. And <laughs> Adam question. and Mike goes back to Adam Driver, and he goes, "I don't know, fuck you." <laughs> and
2: it's <laughs> so good, good for him.
3: Yeah, I like that he's done. Mm. He's like he's obviously so burnt by the Star Wars, like people just hounding him. Twenty-four. He's very Adam funny,
2: Allen. Adam Driver. He he's is very, Have you seen his SNL stuff? It's like some of the best. He's 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 got good. He, he, have you seen Marriage Story? I have seen *Marriage Story*. Yeah,
3: there's parts of that that he's just—it's a terribly sad movie, but he's just funny in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Really funny. Um, yeah, he's he's, a, he's he's a good one, and I'm glad he's <laughs> like he's graduated from the Harrison Ford school of just telling press to fucking get stuffed if he can't be asked, <laughs>
2: like father, um, like son.
3: Yeah, literally. Um, but no, I think this this duel specifically, <laughs> like it's—I love to imagine people in 1977 watching light sticks and a little touching of them with the you know the the effects of the clashing sabers yeah um and i know why that narratively that duel was very subdued and technically i feel like they could have gone further if they narratively needed to but the whole point yeah. of that was more ben accepting death um and vader kind of provoking it um but i love in this can you imagine Like, being like, I hope they have more of that, like, stick fight. The lightsaber fight was so cool in the last one. And Mm -hmm. then people watching this three years later in the cinema being like,
2: what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's also, like, every now and then you see, like, um, something on Twitter it's like, oh, why can't, like, the sequels do, like, good lightsaber fights, like the prequels or whatever? And it's like, (laughs) no, 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 no. no. Because, like... I I respect the, like the lightsaber choreography they're fun to look at and stuff and like I do yeah. love that Obi-Wan Anakin duel on Mustafar and stuff but there's also an element of like I'm watching choreography it's a you know? it's a dance it's a yeah. very well prepared dance yeah yeah and, like well prepared yes but it is a dance mm. like this feels like a fight this feels yeah. like a it's not something that's been pre-planned out. We don't know the steps. It's I'm on the back for defending myself against this fucking machine monster who's coming at yep. me with his giant red lightsaber. You know,
3: I th- I think choreography and like I think the sequels find a really healthy <clears throat> middle ground. Yeah, of being more interesting traversally, like Ray runs up stuff, and mm. they incorporate the Force a little bit more into the jewels, and they. Mm. Um, my dog made a noise, and there was a lot of like. There's like a bit more sliding around on the floor, and it feels a bit more energetic. But they never lose sight of this is two people having a fight. Um, that I think sometimes mm. the prequels lost. Yeah, um, yeah. The prequel, the prequels, duels are saved by good performances. Mm. If there were lesser performance if there were lesser performers in the prequels, it would have just felt like 20 minutes of like, okay, someone strike the killing blow already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, th- this one, like I say, it, it is a step up from the first one, and I think it's very like,
2: it's great. I, I love that moment where they're like on the, the like little bridge thing, whatever it is, and Luke like mm. slashes Vader's arm, and he, yeah, and it, just just that moment is is so so well done because it's like a like it's like a sequence of like a few beats, like lightsaber, mm-hmm. lightsaber, lightsaber, ah, all this sort mm. of stuff. It's it's really well done. It's great.
3: It also shows that like Luke has he's had the tiniest bit of training, yeah. Yeah. But like I don't know was there a lot of lightsaber training during
2: that? It's mostly force mental based, right? Like Yeah. Um uh, naturally um, sort of gifted like like you know, father like dad. son. Yeah.
3: But um I yeah, I like that it it does two things. It shows that Vader is more despite being an aggressive force and very mm-hmm. quick to frustration. He mm-hmm. is more level-headed than Luke, like, yeah. and that's not something you often see from a villain and hero dynamic. Yeah, like, Luke is a bit more desperate and earnest and brave, sometimes recklessly brave. Yeah, um, whereas Vader is very mo- a lot more measured and calm and precise, and like th- it just it adds that layer of detail that will come to you know be later explored of like, oh yeah, he was trained by the same people he he's he's just a lot further along yeah and a lot more talented at this than luke is at first
2: of course Um, course. yeah and this of course leads to arguably the biggest twist in cinema history is it Uh, probably Probably. and probably like the first the most famous one certainly
3: easily the most famous twist yeah
2: yeah and
3: and probably the maybe the first um kind of I know we we spoke recently on our other podcast mm-hmm. about like the first kind of use of like a recorded the word spoilers yeah. like and how that came into like the pop culture zeitgeist and and like how that is now that one word alone unilaterally describes you don't ruin that movie for me i haven't seen that movie or something yeah um and you you get that like this is the kind of the first thing where like if people were waiting in line for the cinema, I think there's something
2: isn't there like a Simpsons bit? There is a Simpsons bit, yeah. Homer and yeah. Marge have just seen it, but you know there's still lines out of the cinema, and and <laughs> they they just walk out and Homer says, "Oh wow, what a great movie! I can't believe Vader was Luke's father." And then everyone's like, <laughs> hey,
3: oh, "Hey, Thanks a
2: lot, yeah,
3: But that's true, like and and like the, the only moment I've had similar to that is where like I think yeah you were with me when we saw Avengers Endgame.
2: And we... Oh, we walked into yeah. We walk, We had to walk into the cinema like holding our ears. Yeah, yeah we let, and the people were coming out and obviously talking about
3: the movie, and yeah. we just had our hands over ears. And then what was funnier is that we had to then <laughs> pay our dues later on when we yeah. got we we came out of the cinema and we got a cab back to my house, yeah. and the cab driver we got in and he was like, "You just seen Endgame?" And we went, "Yeah, and no, went, I, was I haven't seen the, it yet."
2: It was the, there was a radio advert that played for it wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. It was an advert on the radio that said, Avengers Endgame tickets available now, and It's like, oh, are you guys going to see that? we was like, oh, we we actually just saw it.
3: Yeah. And he was like, please say nothing. <laughs> and we, had, we had to respect this cab driver's wishes and the whole yeah. ride home not talk about the Endgame, um, which is pretty wild. But yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is easily, mm. at least definitely the first big plot twist. Um, yes. And probably unmatched since. Like, I don't think anything has collectively surprised like uh, or been yeah. as big of a deal in pop
2: culture. And uh, yeah, I don't think anything has ever been as as like as big and as as well known as this is. Because like even if you know nothing about Star Wars, like there's no way you don't know this. Like it's it's in literally it's leaked its way into every like facet of pop culture. Like. What TV show has not done a parody of this scene? You know, like what cartoon has yeah. not has not done something similar to this? It's it's fucking everywhere. There's you can't go that's, uh it's so difficult to like watch the actual Star Wars blind as like you know people did in the in the seventies and eighties because just because of of how well known and well famous the just the line "I am your father." It's it's so well known. It's yeah. Everyone knows it, yeah. You know? It's and it's 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 one
3: of the most quotable movie lines in history, yeah. Um, which yeah, it, and it and it also like it's just, it's part of a great ending of a People great do movie. Quite wrong though. Oh yeah, you you have a personal bugbear about this, don't you? I wrote
2: one like about it at uni do you, remember? you did. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I wrote one monologue about it at university. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. But,
3: yeah, it is It is very much like this... You know, <laughs> there's a plot twist, the villains win. Um, compare it to the... I know I keep banging on about this, but compare it to the last movie and the, the hero's journey story. This is such a subversion from what people probably expected the
2: Star Wars sequel to do. And it's so well done as well. It's not just yeah. the twist as well. It's how it's executed. <clears throat> it's the great delivery from um, James Earl Jones. It's the... It's the music with the John Williams, the bah, 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 and the fucking no, <laughs> no, that's not true, that's impossible.
3: It's so good, man, and like it—it it makes me forgive the bloodless hand. It makes me forgive yeah. so much. Like it is—it's—it's it's, it's a great. Um, Actually, on
2: that, like this is this probably makes sense. It's a lightsaber.
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah, because
2: it would have immediately fleshed instantly cauterized, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um,
3: No, actually,
2: in the last movie, yeah, the last movie was wrong though.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's something you have to do with
2: Star Wars. It's just whatever was the newest thing is right. (laughs) Not always, no. But in this case, yes. (laughs) Um.
3: Yeah, no, the, the, uh, this is an insanely quotable movie. It's got, uh, I love you,
2: I know. Do I love you, I know. there is no try. Um, yes, there is no Hello, none. Luke, I'm your daddy. Uh, this is Rogue 2. I found
3: them. Repeat. <laughs> yep. <I laughs> oh, found yes. Them. Oh, yes. That infamous quote that people say every day.
2: <laughs> I know that. That's a good one.
3: <laughs> you are not the quota of regular people <laughs> when it comes to Star Wars, Nathan. Everyone's doing that quote. <laughs> oh, yes. My mistake. Um,. No, all right. Um, quickly. My father uh, smelled bad on the outside. I, again, Family Guy tricked me. I thought that was going to be such a longer pause. It's
2: not that long. And I was
3: like, why are they <laughs> making jokes out of nothing? Oh, wait, that's entirely just that's what <laughs> Family Guy is. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> they make stuff up. Yeah. It's pretty funny, though.
3: That reminds me of the time I was selling golf balls to this famous person or something. I am up. this
2: famous person. I might like <laughs> some golf balls. Anyway, that was the joke. I couldn't
3: Thank think of a punchline. No, yeah. Um, is I wanted to ask you because um, I never really considered it before. You know when Luke says to Ben and Yoda that he's off. He's like, "I'm going. My friends need me.
2: I'm off to best, Bespin.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, peace out." Um, <clears throat> and obviously, Ben and Yoda are very like steadfast in the <clears throat> the the. the oh,
2: no, Luke. You will stay and complete your training. Yeah, but they're also concerned. I that if sound it goes... like I'm a beetle, Luke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come live in my yellow submarine. Luke. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> um,
3: but it is this like we've always we've spoken before about it before in the in other podcasts and stuff on on Star Wars that this is like the 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 Jedi's fatal flaw is their hubris and their 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 belief that they know everything.
2: Yeah.
3: Um and the the belief that they are kind of a, a higher power than they are. Mm-hmm. Um and they're also their ignorance to change and their dismissal of like any new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um and is this like that obviously Luke not being not being raised as a Jedi, like other Padawan weirdos are, like, mm-hmm. he has that emotional attachment to things. He wants to go mm-hmm. and risk stuff for his friends. He like it is this kind of representing that in a way like him defying them? Is this the, like the secret source that the Jedi have been missing? Cause I, I always read the balance and I know you have a different interpretation to this. Um, and there's probably things that I'm missing on it. Um, but I always, I always read it that Luke was the balance between the light and the dark and that the light was very universally one thing the dark was very universal the other and luke tiptoed between the two but your understanding is that the light side is
2: the balance right yeah that's right yeah Yeah. um so how do you read that scene where luke goes i think it's i think it's just the jedi and the jedi in this case being yoda and ben just holding on to what they know because yeah like even uh, and at this point it's like it's difficult because you know there wasn't the prequels and the clone wars and everything else and stuff but like it's it's despite what has happened it's still them kind of almost blindly holding onto their faith and blindly holding yeah. on to this is like uh, uh, for, for for better or for worse this is what we know and like this could be the last hope. Let's not
3: change the formula now.
2: Yeah, attachments are forbidden. Attachments are bad. Look look, your father was attached to fucking anything that walked, alright? And look what happened <laughs> to him, alright? Like yeah. you fucking it it didn't end up well and and we can't do that. And you're you'll <coughs> just end up just like him. Your attachment's forbidden. Forget about your friends and like And that and that's kind of like uh It's it's wrong because it looks like No, like I shouldn't forget about my friends. Like they're they're my friends, and I love them, and I want to go save them and stuff. And and yeah, Mm. sure, it's it's probably a trap, but I want to make sure my friends are okay. Um, And and yeah, it's it's just it's kind of just outdated. I don't want to say religious dogma, but it but it's just it is
3: outdated. Just well, but the the forces and the Jedi in themselves are based on religious.
2: Like components, that's. But it is a religion. It is a religion. It is that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah. It's it's just them holding on to what is what they know and what is safe and what is comfortable, um. And and for better or worse, and and this is just the way I see it as well. Like, if people see it otherwise, that's absolutely fine. But Yeah. yeah, um, I I think Luke is right to do what he does, and and it's because Luke is. You know, he hasn't been brought up in a fucking Grand Jedi <clears> Temple <throat> with the rules of the Jedi Order forced down his throat from the age of seven, which I yeah. think is probably a good thing, and why he's able to to do things differently and succeed where they failed and that sort of stuff. You know, he's he's not blindly following this this religious um, text and that kind of stuff. And and I mean, look what happens to him eventually. Look when when he does fall back on on what the, the Jedi should be and what religion should be and stuff, and look how he kind of ends up and stuff, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I, I just think it's it's Luke willing to make a change, which is, which is the good thing, basically.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. I think the, that was kind of my read on it as well. It was mm. more of the case of, like, this is the breath of fresh air that, although is scary, change is often scary, especially in, like, organized religions. Yeah. Um, it can be quite disorientating for... I guess, like for lack of a better term, the elders
2: of certain institutions um, and I think like the thing like about like the light side being balanced, I think like that's to me that's that's how I see it that's that's the thing, but like the the like <clears throat> the light side and the jedi are two different things, like the jedi em- embody the light side and are all about it and use it, but they're not the whole. Fully one hundred percent representation of the light side, though. So, yeah. so they can do things wrong and differently to to what the light side is. Really, okay, yeah, yeah.
3: No, I that, and I guess that's one of the things that Star Wars is good for. <clears throat> it's good for various imp- interpretations. Like, it's of course it's nice that it's something that like it. I was just thinking like about it now, and if this was if like say say like my interpretation of how this movie treats it of like and this could be right or wrong whatever or whatever it just is how the way i took it this is years ago as well i haven't really thought about it too much to reassess it but like if luke was the balance and like if this movie was made today or if this movie and then its follow-up were made in modern times um there would be a big scene going we had it wrong the whole time don't you see you you wouldn't you never had the balance you need a guy like me to do this and this like it would be over explained and it would fancy its own idea too much where i like that it's left in terms of like no the force is uh like a it's like a higher power and it isn't supposed Mm -hmm. to be fully understood it's just supposed to be respected and i like that even in the filmmaking side of this universe they treat that with a level of no we don't fully understand that ourselves we can't touch that mm-hmm. that's up to how individual people respond to it
2: um, yeah,
3: which is cool and also probably a more delicate way to handle the religious aspect of it and like the the calling of god and higher power anyway um because it's you know people get quite personal and, and defensive over their religions and it's a good way to respect it whilst also being like yeah it's still a silly little sci-fi
2: thing <laughs> Yes, um, and and I believe this is the part of the show where you wanted to read your list of notes of why every major religion is wrong <laughs> and bad, isn't it? Oh
3: yeah, oh yeah, you're right, Nathan. Um, <laughs> oh, but I'm just I'm just saying that it's it's not on my list. I think I'm oh, maybe no. um, maybe oh no, it was you sent it to me. I'm pretty sure, didn't you?
2: Oh, all right, I'll I'll go then. All right, yeah, First yeah. First of all, <laughs> Christians, you're all paedophiles. Second, <laughs> no, <of> all, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: take it back not all of them (laughs) i'm not saying there's none
2: i'm not saying there's only a few there's definitely some there's definitely some it's It's not none of them and that's already too many yeah i mean yeah that's true one is too many um yeah i guess so (laughs) so anyway that's just cancelled
3: (laughs) yeah now glad i said all those nice things about gently touching around religion um not me (laughs) Anyway, look, it's a very cool movie. Um, it yeah, it puts our heroes on the back foot. It's a mm. great, it's a great subversion. Um, probably one of the most. It, it's probably the. Uh, maybe this is a narrow-minded view. There's probably stuff that I mean. There's obviously stuff that I haven't seen. But speaking in terms of what I have seen, this is, um, this is the like one of the best-known sequels for going bigger, bolder, grander, deeper darker to a degree a lot of that now the empire strikes back has become synonymous with being the subversive darker entry in the franchise like people will say oh that movie's the empire strikes back of this franchise
2: people often um, are like um uh oh you know it's the empire strikes back ending because it's all dire and no hope and anything like that and i was like really true though is it It, empire strikes back ending is miserable a little bit but also very hopeful (laughs) there's the ending of empire strikes back is very it's all about hope it's all about well you know you know we may not want a day but we'll get it next time and we're all and with the rebellion is here and we're all gonna go and win the fight (laughs) because we are the rebellion and that sort of stuff it's not like everything's ruined no
3: yeah and you're and (laughs) you're You are on the back foot Mm. in terms of, like, you know, new information is revealed to us. But I also think that's a reward for the protagonists, right? Like, Han... I know Han being frozen in carbonite and Luke losing a hand aren't exactly great things to happen. Yes. Right? But it is... um, I think there's a liberation in the sense that it cements their mission. (laughs) Not cements, if you pardon the pun, when it comes to Han Solo. But, like, it's... it 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 makes them clear for us of the emperor the the empire can't keep getting away with this bullshit, right? Yeah. We need to stop them. We need to save our friend. They fight. They come together. Han was someone that spent a lot of the movie saying he was going to go and leave, and you know, been great to fight with you guys, but I'm on my own thing now. Mm. Um, and at the 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 start Not of the next movie table. is about getting him back. They become a unified team. Um. Luke makes a choice to leave. He hasn't completed his training. He does that in devotion of his friends. Um, finds out some shocking truths, but I also think that's a revelation that is a good thing. Luke, mm. I think, to further respect the Force and come yeah, to... Yeah, let's
2: not forget, Ben and Yodo are <clears throat> lying to him.
3: Yeah, he is rewarded with the truth. It may be yeah. an uncomfortable truth, but he's now liberated from that oppressive lie. And then they like, try to be like...
2: Well... Yeah, not, from not a certain technic- point of view. Yeah, not technically lying, like, you know. I'm like, what I said was true from a yeah. certain point of view. That's, I mean, I, that, I absolutely such, skirted around the truth. That's the most gaslighting bullshit anyone <laughs> know has ever said, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's a bit like,
3: come on, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall... Um, mm. Yeah, I'm loving I'm loving this rewatch. I really like the movie. I'm jazzed yes. uh, for for the next.
2: Have you got any little things? Um I've got a few little things. I've, I've got a written down, but I'll do them off the dome. Okay, go for it. Do your little fauna first. Um
3: I love Han's growing resentment for C three PO. You get the sense that C three PO has just been around him for too long in close <laughs> quarters. Yeah. Um like in the first one he was pretty much like he was like, Yeah, this droid's a bit stupid, but whatever. <laughs> and in this one now, pretty much at any time C three PO speaks
2: it's like... It's is it pro- this one where 3 is like, excuse me, sir, might I inquire what's going on? And Han just goes, why not? But then never follows Yeah, up yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And
3: I, I also <laughs> like that like, it shows that Han and Leia are getting closer to each other in that there's a bit where uh, uh, c 3 is just talking to Han and Leia comes in and just switches him off and then starts speaking to Han <laughs> instead. And it's yeah. like, ah, oh, you two really love each other, don't you? You just have no idea yet. <laughs> like, um, yeah, great. I, I love his kind of... He's just
2: played more for comic relief in this and it's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's true. Uh it's good to see Burber Fett make his official debut. I know we showed up last week and it was like, I'm here too. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like this is his uh, official debut. Um and it's still that Bebba... fun thing of mixing performances. <laughs> yeah, it's still mixing performances is uh Jeremy Bullock in the costume and uh Tamara Morrison um uh, doing the the redubbed voice on the version we watched. Um yep. Is worth more to me alive. <laughs> but Captain yeah. Solo in the cargo hold. Uh, the
3: the original. What do you make of the original Boba Fett voice?
2: I don't like it, but that's only because like this is the one I know and stuff. Yeah, it's like, I think it's cool. and, and this is the this is the canon voice. So I'm I'm like yeah, that's not that's not how Boba Fett sounds. <laughs> it makes no yeah. sense that he'd have that <laughs> voice, you know. <laughs> it's true, yeah. He's worth um, more to me alive.
3: Yeah, it, it, I like. I still think it's a cool voice. It's still very like rough and gritty, and yeah. Do you? Um, I'll move <coughs> my next little thing. Go on. Uh, you may as well do it now. I'm realizing I've already pillaged my little things. Oh, okay. Other little comments I've made.
2: Do you know the connection between this movie
3: and Doctor Who? Give me a second. Let me sit on it for a moment. So we already spoke about Peter Cushing, and Peter Cushing's not in this movie. Yes. Um, is there like a reused planet, ice planet thing? or
2: Reused is the right word, but. Is there
3: reused. Do they reuse the monster? The, the big Hoth monster?
2: No. Then no, I don't. Put me out of my misery. Bosk himself shows up on the. Uh... On the um in the bounty hunter scene on the Star Destroyer when they're all like, We're all gonna get Han Solo or whatever. Yeah. Um and he's there, and he's just got his feet out or whatever. Um <laughs> he's the doing a little hiss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the classic outfit that Bosk wears, that one, it's actually a a um like a astronaut pilot's outfit from the tenth planet episode of Doctor Who. It's, uh, oh shit okay literally just the same costume that um someone wears in that episode and like so someone just called episode, in a favor yeah, yeah well it was filmed at the same studios as all filmed at the fucking um or moved somehow or something because i think this was pinewood possibly um but but yeah um you watch that episode of dog two there's just like because, obviously this is the more famous thing now. It's just like yeah. oh, I was just a guy in Bosque's outfit for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. I mean, they probably just thought no one will
3: ever notice this. Yeah, so, yeah. Not realising that Doctor Who and Star Wars are gonna be two mega hits of pop culture, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that is brilliant. Oh, I like quite that. No, I, did, I never
2: knew that. That's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. Uh what else? What else? We got Boba Fett, we got um Anything else? Big Worm. Big Worm? Like the Big Worm? Makes no sense, but, you know, it's pretty cool. Mm. Oh, I like... Yeah. Uh, this is just... This is not really a little thing. I just like
3: the... Um, I like the way <laughs> Luke takes down an at Just fucking hoys oh. a grenade into it on a zip yeah. line. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Um, Alright, well, there we
3: go. That yeah, is, cool stuff. Uh, Nathan, it is the point in the show where we do some recommendations. Uh, do you know what that Ooh,
2: is? I do. That's recommendations
3: it is and you're right you do know what it is but for (laughs) people that don't know i'll just say anyway uh this is the point in the show where we recommend stuff to each other and to you the listeners it could be something we've watched read listened to experienced anything that we've done this past week that we'd love to share with you and maybe you can go and check it out too uh nathan what are you recommending this week i want you to go first okay uh it's the movie (laughs) rye lane Um, what that is it's a nice uh, independently made London movie uh, set mostly in... London? I've been there. Hey, you have. I um, lived there. It, it's set mostly in Peckham Rye. Um... I used to live
2: in Peckham Rye. Did you? Not really.
3: You lived near it.
2: Yeah, ri- near it, yeah. but yeah,
3: yeah. I walked... Peckham Rye was, used to be one of my near stations. I used to um, go there quite a lot. But anyway, it's really cool. It's... Um, I, f- I forget the director's name. It's a first-time director. Um... <clears throat> And it's it's a really interesting rom-com that has like a great visual style to it. Like it's very vibrant, very colourful. Um, two very warm leads. Mm. That, and it's mostly actors that you've never heard of. Apart from one instance, which is a very funny, um, very well-known man who just is in the, in the movie for no reason whatsoever for like three lines, maybe. Who is it? Spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil it because people <laughs> might go and watch it. Is it oh. Rishi Sunak? No. <laughs> Why it... would that be something to celebrate?
2: This the first name that pops into my head for some reason. <laughs>
3: Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. Um, it's very fun. It's it's it it's a great rom com, um, and it's also like just a really breezy watch. I think it's like eighty minutes or something. It's super quick. Um, so yeah, good one to stick on um, if you're into a quick uh, earnest rom com filled with style and. And a lot of nice substance.
2: Lovely stuff. Well, Lawrence, I am going to tell you about my next recommendation. Uh, Lawrence, I'm going to recommend the TV show Echo. Echo, Echo, Echo. echo, Have you watched it all? I watched it all. I watched all five episodes. That's right, there's only five. Um, It's (laughs) crazy. It's short. It's good. It's really good. I had a good time watching it. You obviously hate it. Because um I have not no Daredevil opinion on it. Haven't seen it's... it. No, you complained that it's not Daredevil, didn't you? I No, I said that they leaned into Daredevil quite <laughs> a bit. It's and not and true. were like,
3: look at Daredevil back in this show. And then apparently he's in like one scene.
2: Because it's not Daredevil's show. Well, yeah, but then it's fucking... It's called Echo. And also, you hate all the Marvel women stuff. <clears throat> That's just not true, Nathan. Is it? Did you enjoy Miss Marvel? Oh, you didn't see it. Did you enjoy the Marvels? Oh, you didn't see it. Did you enjoy Echo that doesn't. That doesn't
3: yeah. mean... I'm not avoiding... Nathan, I'm not <laughs> avoiding Marvel because of women. I'm avoiding Lawrence, Marvel because so
2: often they put out crap. Lawrence, but you go see all the, the crap stuff starring men. You were first in line to see Quantumania. No, yes, because I had to work on it. I had to make a video on it. Mm.
3: There are certain things I don't want to see, Nathan, but I have to see them. I bet
2: you're first in line for Daredevil Born
3: Again. Yeah, I like Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil has a proven track record of seasons one this. to three being great. is in this. Yeah, for a scene. <laughs> Fisk is in this. I to, to be fair, I do like Fisk, but I'm probably still not going to watch this.
2: Well, I think you'll miss it out because it's a genuinely great show. Um had a really good time watching it. Um some amazing performances from um I don't know the name but the actress who plays Maya Echo, um and um Vincent D'Onofrio Himself He's really good in this. Um also some just really well made in terms of like film film bullshit like sequences like there's a there's a moment where like episode three opens as like a silent movie from like the 20s and stuff and it's like oh, yeah. it's just really well done because obviously the whole scene is that like Maya is deaf you know and there's a there's a lot of like just long sequences where you're just watching people talk in sign language but it's like it's just beautiful it's really engaging at no point that you like ever like you, you don't you never feel like you're missing out on anything it's really well done i think and yeah yeah i had a good time with it but you will hate it because you're, you know. <laughs> what? Because I'm what? Go on. Racist and ableist and. racist. Uh, what? And misogynistic. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: I'm not even going to do you the good grace of responding yeah. to that. That is a yeah.
3: ludicrous statement. There you go. There you Thank go. you very, very much for listening, um, <laughs> especially because we have gone off topic a few times. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, then please feel free to give us a little five star review. It'd be very much appreciated. Uh, And you can do that on your podcast platform of choice, especially Apple. You can go over there and leave a fun little message. That would be much appreciated. Um, And next week we are going to be doing this.
2: You don't know the power
4: of the dark side. I must obey my master. I will not turn and you'll be forced to kill me. If that is your destiny.
3: Wahoo, it's not Mario are you mad at me say wahoo it's not mario oh do i do i say that yeah we always say it Wahoo! it's not mario thank you uh you can follow us on twitter we are at another happy pod that's where you'll get little post reminders for new episodes every single friday at 10 a.m it's also a place where you can suggest us topics follow the link in our pinned tweet we're not making any promises um but we do often like to get some input maybe some suggestions and we might add them to the schedule nathan i know you're aware of this but i'd love for you to tell other people
2: about the other podcasts that we do Um, Yes, it's called Still Got Legs. It's our Doctor Who rewatch podcast where every week we watch and discuss an episode of Doctor Who. Come join us. It's a good, fun time. I love you. (laughs) Is that to me? No, never.
3: Fine. Well, I love you at least.
2: You've been nasty today. And you still
3: haven't bought me my ice cream. Oh, yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, I'll get on that right away. Um, Thank you very much for listening again. We will see you next Mm -hmm. week. Stay groovy.